Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Brian Farrell from Southern Ohio Barbell out of West Union, Ohio. What's going on, Brian? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Of course, brother. I'm excited to have you on, excited to talk a little bit about you know what you have going on, how you run your facility. Um, but let's not waste any time here getting into the details. Um, how did you get started? What is it you know that made you start your own facility? Uh, for me, it was uh, I seen an opportunity that for something my town didn't have. Uh, we had, I think our demographics for my, my town was 17,000 and some change. And we just didn't really have a gym. We had a, a version of a CrossFit gym, uh, which I know isn't for everyone. Yeah. And it left a big opening for the rest of the fitness work in our, our area, not having anywhere to go work out or exercise. So I kind of tired of myself and I started kind of planning on just maybe doing a big garage gym for me and my buddies. And the idea is kind of snowball effect and, uh, let in the next thing I was open a gym. So cool. It's cool. So a mixture of, you know, passion and, and seeing opportunity and taking, you know, the business move. And that's really cool to see. Like we said in the beginning, um, before we, we started the podcast, you've only been open for a year. So so really cool for you to make the move um during COVID. Um, but awesome, awesome. So I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of southern ohio barbell and the services that you guys offer uh so something before i'm gonna start progress is that i want to did it i wanted because i've kind of done a little bit everything myself i've done crossfit and i've done the power lifting never gotten into bodybuilding too much but i'm you know done the strength training and stuff um so when i created the gym i wanted to have some a little bit for a little bit of everything for everyone uh regardless of their goals in mind or their fitness goals so that's the way we laid it out. We have the front of our building is all of our cardio equipment and our, our select drive machines. And we have a good selection of both of those. That's like the first 4,000 square foot. And then we, in the back, we have the more of the overhead garage doors open, you know, open to the outside atmosphere, um, a little bit louder music. Yeah. Um, and that's where all of our, you know, hammer street, our plate loaded machines are at and all of our squat racks and our free weights and stuff, our turf grass and, we have a CrossFit rig. So really, regardless of what your goal is, you can come in there and, and complete your workout. Um, and we have a personal trainer too. Um, and she kind of leads our new people on, uh, on programs. So really, whether it's your first time ever in a gym or you've been doing it for 20 years, you can walk on the door and, and you know, get what, know what you need to do. Awesome. Awesome. So you're offering, you know, pretty much a, like a, all it's, is it a 24 seven gym? It is. Yeah. It is. Awesome. So all access, um, open gym model, pretty cool. Um, so that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? We're currently right at 450. Um, and like I said, just been open about a year. Um, new Year's, of course, we got a little spike during New Year's to be expected with everybody's resolutions. We had a little spike then, and that kind of quickly fell off too. We, we spiked probably 100 after New Year's, and we dropped probably 70 a month later. Um, but then it's steadily gain, gained back with summertime coming around. Um, and I haven't really, we haven't really run any specials or anything, just kind of running the same, you know, standard gym memberships. Yeah. Um, something we're kind of running into now is where I'm running into, uh, is I've got some, some businesses and stuff starting to reach out. I hadn't really pushed like corporate discounts or corporate you know, memberships or anything. And we're, we're starting to have some business reach out to us about that, those opportunities. And so I'm starting to kind of learn about those now, not really having a lot of experience and, you know, the, like you said, the management side of a, of a gym or fitness uh, facility. So that's kind of a learning curve for me. So I'm kind of getting all that stuff now. Yeah, definitely. And, and really smart to get out there, not only in the community, but make those corporate relationships. It kind of gives you like a, a staple number of members that you'll always have if you, you know, have enough, say, contracts or relationships with different businesses that, uh, you know, have their employees sign up there. Um, right. But cool, cool. So you are sitting at about 450 members. You have a really good size facility sitting around 8,000 square feet. 
Um, I always like to ask, is that a number that you want to stop at as far as members? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Uh, I've not really pushed too much. I also don't want to have overcrowded gym. Um, I know that's something always kind of turned me away from gyms. Um, so of course we do the senior, senior, we do this, um, silver sneakers and the silver and fit stuff to get some of our older crowd in there in the mornings, fill up the gym. And then that kind of frees up the evening for the rest of the members. Um, so now I'm kind of, I'm pretty content with where we're at with members. Um, I just want to retain what we have or, you know, slowly add some more maybe, but when I, my business goal, I didn't really know what to expect. And I knew it was going to take a hundred members to pay the bills. And, and my goal was to have 200 and we hit 200 in the second month of business. So there you go. It definitely worked out a lot better than I thought it would. Good for you, man. Good for you. And, and now, so you think right now it's at the point where, you know, you're trying to figure out how to grow from within side the membership base that you already have. Right. 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 Okay. okay awesome. Um, and when you do, when you did, you know, first open your gym, what was your process to getting new members in through the door? Because obviously, you know, you had a system, right? It, w- it was not more word of mouth. Um, so, so what was your process to getting members in through the door? Uh, I actually had a little bit of experience with business ownership prior. I owned a party rental business. So I kind of knew with social media marketing and I knew with the, the advertisement in local magazines and um, different marketing uh paper marketing, I guess, and then radio ads and stuff. So we ran a few radio ads. We did all the newspapers. Um, we did, we still do, we have a, a marketing company in our county. They do a lot of our high school membership, uh, our, our restaurant menus and stuff like that. So um, or we have our, our business card on a lot of those. Um, so really just social media and those really is all we've done. I want to do some mailers soon. I know those, I've talked to some other fitness people and they said those work well for like, open uh style gym memberships and so i want to start getting into that but i haven't even haven't started it yet no yeah definitely and, and that's you know something that i always try to to stress when i talk to other gym owners is how important digital marketing is and you know um a lot of people have a bad stigma towards it and really at the end of the day it's just another tool to add to your tool belt right um you could choose to use it or you could choose to not to but if you do figure out your marketing angle, if you do figure out how to run ads correctly or have the right team that could help you, um, you know, it's able, it's a game changer for you. It's, you know, really a, a turn an on and off of a button and you're able to, you know, get new leads coming in pretty consistently. Um, but cool. So did you run it? Your, did you, did you do the ads yourself or you said you had a team, like a marketing team that was doing it for yeah, you? Yeah, we have a local, um, I don't know what they're really called, but they do like advertisement uh, magazines they send out to the whole county. And then they also do a lot of our high school schedules for our game or, you know, uh, basketball and football games and stuff. So they do a little bit of everything like printing. I guess they're kind of a marketing printing shop. Okay. And uh, so I had a relationship with them before from my, my fire business venture. So it, I knew, you know, go straight to them when I opened the gym. So that was part of it. And then something I hadn't done before was the radio ads. That was kind of a new thing for me. Okay. Um, I didn't know how well it would do, but uh, we run it in February. I feel like February we had a small bump up in membership. So I do feel like it helped some. It's kind of hard to run metrics on something like that. Um, yeah. 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 But yeah, that, yeah. that's a bad thing, right? Of like word of mouth and all these, um, you know, other older ways to promote is that it's really hard to not only track the numbers, but also create like a game plan for growth, yeah. right? Um, because although let's say you got, you know, 15, 20 members in this last month uh, from word of mouth, it's hard to say, or from the radio, right? Um, it's hard to say for the next three months, you'll be able to consistently bring in the same amount of members. Um, right. And what about the Facebook ads, the Instagram ads? Was it the same marketing team that was running it for you? Or were you doing that yourself? No, I did the social, I did social media myself. I did Facebook. I had experience with that from from uh, previously. I did that myself, and I feel like the, those are really those are always successful, especially on new business and stuff. And Facebook world, I'm I'm not uh, strong on Instagram. It's not my not my thing. So we've actually just created an Instagram a month ago. We went almost over here without having an Instagram, um, and I have actually my personal trainers kind of leading that up for me because I'm that's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, no, and good for you for running the ads yourself, you know, um, I think I started 
in 2016 was when I really started running my first Facebook ads. And it was definitely a learning curve. You know, that, that Facebook business manager uh, could look like Chinese the first time you log yeah. in there. Um, but, but no, yeah, the first year definitely lost some more money than I made. Um, so good for you for, for being able to teach yourself. Um, were you able to track your results with those at least and be able to, you know, see how many, what your cost per acquisition was or how many leads you were getting from, from your no, Maybe something I should have added in a survey, you know, when people sign up, I, I use Gym Master software and a lot of, uh, 20 okay. that, that software to uh, operate on. And that's what I have. And, and maybe something I should look into in the future is creating a, you know, uh, a survey when people sign up, ask them how they heard about it or, you know, what their goals are. And I don't really do that. It's something I probably should, should improve on, but that would help track that for sure. Right. Right. I mean, numbers too have a bad stigma, right. And, and really it's just a way to, to measure what you're doing well at and what you could work better on. And even with that, it's like, if you do implement that small process, and um, are able to track where your members are coming from. It just tells you what to push more money into, right? Uh, whether that's right. radio ads, Facebook ads, what's working best for you. Um, but cool. So a question that I do like to ask, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on even the past year that you've been a gym owner, um, but what was something that was easier than you thought when it came to starting your facility? And what was something that was more unexpected, more difficult when it came to starting your business? Uh, some of the easier for sure and, and profitable that I really wasn't expecting or wasn't planned uh, when I was from the beginning was supplement sales and uh, retail. Um, I have my vending machine there. We keep it full of, you know, the energy drinks and the, the pre-workouts and protein shakes. And that that's just really easy money. I mean, it's if, if, gym, if you're a gym owner and you don't have your vending machine there, you're, you're really missing, you know, opportunity for right income, so New revenue yeah and what was something that was more difficult when it came to you know starting your business because obviously it was it was something new to you right getting in the fitness industry well, and something i was in the previous business i owned with party rentals it was really customer satisfaction was like really high on the list so we always wanted to make sure everybody was happy and and it took me a couple months to figure out you can't make everybody happy in a gym that we have people, you know, simple things like the music or the, they, it was too cold or it was too hot or just different things. And, um, so that was hard to get used to that. Just finally accepting that I could not make everybody happy and that I just had to deal with that. Right. Right. No, I even hear that too, especially with, you know, like pricing or, or upping the price, changing the pricing, charging more for premium stuff. Like, you know, private training, semi-private, um, you know, uh, you don't want to upset your members, right? And at the end of the day, I, I don't know, I'm very numbers person. I try and take like my emotion out of decisions. Right. And even with the members thing, you, you know, they you know most of your members will only be there for, for a year at a time. Right. So it's like, you got to make the decision. Are you going to continue doing what's best for them or continuing to, yeah. to position yourself to grow and, you know, even keep members for longer than a year. So um, definitely. Yeah. So let's see if you could wave, let's see a, a magic business one here. This is another question that I like to toss at people and have, you know, your business be at the exact position you want the, the perfect business, perfect gym for what you currently have right now. Um, what would that look like to you? Oh, uh, well, um, I, I was lacking a little bit of space on what I wanted. I really kind of wanted a little, little bit closer, probably 12,000 square foot. And the reason I wanted that was so that I wanted to have a mounted area for um, martial arts, for jujitsu and kickboxing, boxing, and okay. some other group classes and stuff. And I, I ran out of space and I don't have that. Um, hopefully my building, I'm actually on a lease to buy. I buy it this December. And then I will, when I do, I will gain another uh, 2,000 square foot. So that's plan of my my plan for that kind of is to make that space up. But right now it's um that's my way of wave of wand. That'd be my dream just to go ahead and have that open. Cause I I had done jujitsu before and that's really a passion of mine. I live in a rural area or close to jujitsu gym is is an hour and fifteen minutes away. And if you work all day and trying to drive an hour and fifteen minutes to go roll for an hour or two, it's, it makes it really hard on you. So that's just a personal um personal thing of mine. Definitely and, and smart to add you know, we were talking about adding different layers of service. And that's really how you make yourself stand out compared to all these facilities behind you. 
are around you, especially, you know, those name brand big box gyms that just try and shove, uh, you know, more memberships down people's faces, um, you know, by providing more value, even doing things out of the norm, like jujitsu, um, you know, is just a way for you to, to make yourself stand out, make your members want to stick around. Um, but awesome. So touching on the Ascension piece, I know you plan on, you want to start private training uh, more, more so, right? And start group training um, within the coming months. We do. Uh, last summer, we was just going to open up, so I didn't really push doing a boot camp or anything like that. And, and so with summer, you know, knock on, on the door here, um, I want to start doing some boot camps and stuff this summer. Maybe start doing some group training. Um, my space, I don't know how well it's laid out for that. I guess we'll, we'll find out and see what the group sizes are. But um, yeah, I definitely want to start, start getting into that. I feel like and it also makes hold people more accountable and maybe it helps me help people reach their goals. Um, if it's a plan for membership, I don't want to be one of the gyms where I just collect people's money and don't help them reach their goals. Um, I want to help them reach, you know. You know, and not only that, you know, at, at least, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off as well, um, but, but at least, you know, 20 to 30% of your members, because you don't want to look at your members as cash cows, right? Someone to just keep extracting money from, shoving more and more products in their face. Um, but but at least 20 to 30 percent of them not only have the money for better service, but but want the better service, things like group right. training, private training. Uh, you know, a lot of people that the gym to them is a scary place. And so having someone there giving them, you know, even nutrition, accountability, stuff like that. Um, not only does it make you more valuable to them, but them more valuable to you in the form of um, you being able to make more revenue, make more right. profit. Um, but cool. Yeah. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right? We know that you have a passion for helping people. Um, but what is it that, that you want from your business? What's like that big picture for you that why? Originally it was just a, um, honestly kind of, kind of really personal. I really didn't care to make it super profitable. I wanted to pay, pay it for itself and at least re, you know, um, return on my investment. Yeah. But, um, it's kind of grew now to where I enjoy being in the gym so much. Uh, and I just don't mind being there, working on equipment. I kind of take my own stuff. Um, so I've got just where I don't mind being there. I've kind of think I want to open a second location and, and um, see what making that my full-time job is managing the two, two locations and um, make a complete career change. I'm a crane operator by trade. So that's what I do in the daytime. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's my kind of my goal for the next year and a half, I guess. It's a little more. Yeah. No, good for you. Good for you. And it, it looks like it's going well. So, so dive at it. You know, I think that's a lot of most business owners goals, right. Is to get to a point of freedom or get to a point where, um, you know, their, their business could kind of run like a well-oiled machine on its own. And you could take a step back, um, you know, focus on different passions that you have. So, so I definitely think it's possible as well. Um, but cool, man. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, um, please give a shout out to, you know, your website, social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thanks for uh, honestly you taught me some stuff. So I really appreciate it. And I look forward to listening to the rest of you guys' podcast and uh, continue to learn from you guys. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested to join us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Danielle Rusted from Bakerview Fitness Center in Anacortes, Washington. Did I get that right? 
That's right. All right, good. I get so nervous with the names of the towns. I don't know why. It's funny. But uh, all right, Danielle, good to have you on. Thank you for joining us today. Kind of bright and early. Where are you out there on the West Coast there? So I appreciate your time coming on and sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me. You got it. So we started Bakerview Fitness Center June 2020, right? So a very interesting time in this country, to say the least, especially for the fitness world. So let's start with kind of like the end in mind of your goal here with, you know, owning, operating, and growing the business. What is like the, uh, what are you ultimately trying to build here with Baker at Bakerview Fitness Center? Really, we're trying to just offer another option in town. Um, there is a, a few other gyms. And many people don't actually like the atmosphere of the gym. Mm, mm, and okay. so we just tried to create a community where people felt comfortable yeah. and not judged and just welcomed. And so that's, that's our philosophy is, you know, okay. everybody's welcome. Everybody, when you come in through the door, we like to greet everybody by name. And that makes them feel like they're a part of something. Thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, so nice to come in there and have, have somebody know your name, like, like cheers, right? The show cheers, same idea. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. I always had a rule back, uh, when I was running my gyms that, you know, during class, obviously when they walk in, you have to say their name, but then also three, three touch points in our class where you have to go and say that person's name at least three times you know, before class, during class, after minimum, and then give them a little something there. So uh, it just shows we care. So yeah. To provide that, I think is awesome. That's going to go into kind of my next part of this podcast. Like every successful business has to solve a problem. So I think that's the problem that you say that's the problem that you'd be solving there is within your locality. People don't like maybe some of the other businesses. They don't have that, that feeling of, uh, you know, community and like they, like they matter and that the owners care, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. So Danielle, if you could define in, or explain in one sentence or so, why did you ultimately open this business? Could have done anything, could have done, you know, any, could open any other kind of business, clothing store, technology company, whatever. Why, why this gym? Why at that time? I'm actually a massage therapist by trade. And many of my clients would come in and I'd be like, so how are you getting movement in your life? Yeah. And in our area, they're like, well, I like to go for a walk when right. it's nice outside. Well, we live in the beautiful PNW, and so when it's nice outside is like June, July, and August. Right. So I wanted to create another place that was indoors that people could go when they, you know, when they weren't doing yeah. their normal daily walk. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I love it. I think that's uh, and obviously a great service to the community there because I think movement is life, and I think it's so important. And yeah, like you said, where you are, like I'm in Connecticut, so it's the same thing. It's like cold seven eight months out of the year you know it's this winter was like forever now it's finally nice which is great but yeah we want people to be moving all year not just three four months out of the year so yeah i think that's really great so danielle like we said or like i said earlier i think every successful business has to check off like three boxes right so the first one we have to solve a problem which i think we already alluded to so we'll, we'll skip past that second there's a two parts to the second one two a two b 2A would be like, we need a viable model. So your model is unique, I think. So just tell us and the listeners what your business model and I guess services would be there at a Bakerview Fitness. So we run a circuit type model uh, where it's hydraulic resistance machines and there's a timer set and music playing and people have open gym and they're able to come in at any time that we're open and it's a self-led and so I actually don't have any trainers or currently or anybody teaching the classes. So yeah. it's actually really great because they could just come in, do their workout as long as they want to, and then leave whenever they need to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on your Facebook page right now. So I'm just, I see the equipment here, some of it at least, and uh, checking it out. So it's all, um, would you say resistance based, right? Is that the right word? Hydra hydraulic resistance. That's, it. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So. How do you go about getting like uh, members started at the gym? What's that process look like? Well, when we started, we, you know, just started putting ads in the local circular and uh, Facebook and created yeah. a page, um, Instagram yeah. and just word of mouth. So we started inviting people to come in and do a free preview 
And if they enjoyed it, then they would sign up. And we also brought uh, some promos together, like bring a buddy and they would get, you know, like a a drawing, you know, we did a lot of drawings. Um, We actually also hosted like some, some pop-up events with other vendors. So I created some community um, with just some other local vendors that did different things. And we um, outside hosted like a big pop-up event uh, twice last year and was able to, you know, invite the community. And so that raised exposure for our business and for the other local businesses as well. Yeah, those are great. And especially also for like retention and engagement with our clients outside the gym, you know? So like, yeah, I think that's a super important thing. Now we, you just alluded to kind of the marketing piece of it. So what's worked best for you so far? Has it been word of mouth? Has it been uh, social media, paid advertising? or just organic social media, or this thing we call affinity marketing, like local partnerships in your community. I know you're, you're a massage therapist, so I'm sure that helps you with clients kind of uh, going back and forth between both businesses. So of all those ways we can market, Danielle, what's been best to this point? Definitely word of mouth. Okay, okay. How have you, so word of mouth, yeah, so a huge part of what we do, right? Is there any ways that you've been able to, It's the best way to put this, to best use that for lack of a better term I don't like the word to use but to best use like like I used to have like members that were with me for years you know they tell everybody you know uh, is there any way that you can utilize your better members to spread that word of mouth whether it's a referral program or like some people do some sort of point system where like you know you refer five people you get 50 points and that gives you xyz you go to the gym 10 times a month this gives you xyz any ways that you've thought to best use our members as our marketers besides just kind of just kind of relying on fate that they will say good things about us to make it more systematized maybe that's a better question you know absolutely and we do have a referral system okay um it's not point-based but what we do is every time they bring a a buddy or somebody that they want to introduce to the gym then we put their name on a card well both their names on a card and we put it in for a drawing okay okay cool and then if they win, they get a they get a free month or something like that, or an extra month. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, our members can be a huge part of our success. Now, with the social media piece, have you done any of those paid advertising parts yet to like directly target your town or a section of your town or like seven mile radius with from the gym or anything along those lines? We have, and it's been very helpful to get the yeah. word out. Uh, you know, a broader scale. Yeah. We actually have quite a few local uh, Facebook pages as well, community yeah. Yeah. pages. So we're able to post on those, uh, you know, when we have an event or when yeah. we want to do a membership drive. Sure, sure. So that, that's actually been very helpful as well. Yeah, those local groups, uh, Facebook groups, definitely in like smaller towns. How big is, how big is that town you live in there? I believe it's about like 24,000 people. Yeah, so, yeah, small to medium size, right? I live in a similar size town about that. So like yeah, those small Facebook groups locally, definitely a good way to get up you know, some uh, awareness of what we do and some good marketing and advertising outlets there. Now, with all the different ways to market, I know you don't have any other trainers. How are we, how are we able to like nurture those leads to get those folks in the door that very first time? Because I find that's the hardest. You know, once we get them in, most likely most people will stay, you know, eight, to eight out of 10 in that ballpark. So how are you able to best nurture those leads, Danielle? And are you doing all that, all that back-end work? I am actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, when they come in and do a preview, we have certain words on the, on the waiver form, yeah. like a little health, mini health, health history. And just what are they interested in? Are they interested in losing weight, getting strength, you know, endurance? And then as I'm showing them how to use the machinery, because everybody gets a full uh, preview of how to use each of the machines before we start. Okay. Um, Then I speak to what they actually had circled on that, on that waiver form. And so I think that really helps because it shows them how it's going to work for them individually. Sure, sure, yeah, definitely. And now once they do that first session and you've gone through all the equipment with them so they know how it works, 
do you do any programming for them or is, are they we'll say self-service and they kind of come in how, how often they like to when they do the machines in the we'll say routine as they see fit is that how it kind of flows it is okay. a lot of people are like well what do you recommend for right. you know how many days a week and right. i just talked to them and i say you know recommended daily exercise is at least 30 minutes of activity yeah. so depending on what your needs are or what your schedule is sure, um, sure. you'll have to you'll have to find that out for yourself but right. you know we're here every day and so they really find that accountability for sure for sure to support them yeah and so they actually want to come back because somebody's there and taking an interest in them right yeah accountability is huge like we're fitness coaches we're gym owners but we're also accountability coaches i'm sure you've seen relationship coaches and uh, community building coaches all these other things you know uh, on top of being a gym owner so they come in they do that now how did you go about first coming up with like, like membership pricing we see all different prices all over the country all different services how did you come up with that plan uh, when you were deciding kind of your model and your pricing structure? Well, I never like to be the, the low cost or the high cost. So we actually figured out what, what we feel people in their disposable income mm -hmm. were able to tolerate. And mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that it was gonna be something that as a family or a growing family that they could actually afford. Right, right, so okay. And now uh, you've been the same price throughout these two years, right? Yep. Okay, so I joined, I have the, the membership. Now, do you have any other services to like, you know, increase average revenue per member? Um, so we have the regular membership piece that come in, they use the equipment. Are you gonna, or even think of adding things like personal training or some sort of small group training or nutrition? I know you do massage, supplements, clinics, anything else, uh, Danielle, to increase average revenue per member within your business? Sure, I actually am also a nutritional, uh, integrative nutritional health coach. Nice. And I do a lot with essential oils as beneficial. Okay. And okay. so talking with, with people and learning what their health concerns are, I'm able to, within my scope, yeah, sure. um, be able to offer you know recommendations. Okay. Um, I do have, you know, visions of creating more classes and nice. uh with train you know trainers and instructors yeah in our community though that's a very limited supply sure, and sure. most of them are already working for someone else and so yeah that's been a little slow yeah. go on on that end but uh we also want to offer educational classes. So when people have these health concerns, I want to be a health centered, right, right. Whole, whole body centered um, fitness. Yeah, I, like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So we're, you know, I have some series that I can run on, you know, stress management, um, gut health, brain health, yeah. and just getting people in and really educating them about their own health. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I, again, a huge service. And now you see, you told me off camera your your typical client right now is a little bit older, a little bit of the older population, right? So yeah, I think those okay. services there are going to be you know massively important and could have a massively positive impact. You know, stress management, gut health, which is obviously tied to brain health and so many other things, right? And like the foods we're eating these days, and yeah, we can go crazy down that rabbit hole and, and provide a lot of good services. Um, one for the client, and two is another good revenue stream you know, for our, for our health center, which I think is a, a really good name for it. What would you say right now, Danielle, is like your biggest challenge in implementing those uh, different programs? You just alluded like staffing, trainers. Is that the biggest challenge right now as getting that team in place? It is, but also we have um, a lot of members that, you know, are paid uh, that are actually not showing up. So with ah. COVID still out there, the pandemic, okay. we still have a lot of people that are really nervous about getting together in a in a community sure. setting. Sure. Yeah. So we try to make it as safe as possible and we can yeah. still socially distance and that kind of thing. But I just think people are still still leery about going out and and yeah, I think so. With it. Yes. And I get, like I told you, I talked to gym owners you know, all over the country, some over the world now. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see different parts of the country where 
just different mindset, right? It's like the psychographic of like where we are and that's, and it's all good. And it's just what the nature of, of the beast right now, anything that you can do, like as a gym owner, business owner, to bring people back, to make them feel, or do you think it's something bigger than us? I've never, I haven't asked that to anybody yet. That's the first time I asked that question. I've never asked that. Right now, I do think it's a little bit bigger than us. Right. Um, people still see these waves of things happening. Sure. Sure. Um, right sure. now, you know, the current strain or whatever is very contagious. Yeah. Um, but it's not as dangerous, let's say, for most people right. Right. that right. the earlier ones were. So they're feeling like they're just starting to come out. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've had three people in the last two weeks that have come down with it from other sources. Sure, sure. So that's still a big concern when people, you know, are able to still catch it. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, no, of course. And especially with the older clientele, you know, that's the group of people that are a little more susceptible, right? Like with the, and excuse me if I already asked this, but with the, uh, Adding personal training is a piece. Is that more you would need another trainer to do that because of your schedule doing massage therapy and all that stuff or? Well, and I'm not, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not, oh, I don't okay. have that license or certification. Okay. Okay. So I okay. would either need to go do that myself or yes, sure. definitely sure, sure. hire someone. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's something you're looking at doing at least to hire somebody to bring them in to do that. The PT. I would love to. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's what I've seen definitely, Danielle, is people have definitely gone back to personal training through COVID because of kind of what we just touched on, you know, not wanting to be in groups and all this sort of thing, or like, you know, still a little bit leery of it and what have you, a little bit nervous about it. But yeah, all over the country, that PT is definitely it's been that's been very interesting for sure. So with that retention piece, like we just talked about, with people getting people back in. Um, any other events, you just talked about that pop-up event, right? Any other events that you do to keep your clients engaged and or any other ways you communicate with them when they're not in the gym? It's like the other 20, other 23 hours of the day. <laughs> uh, we actually do email okay, okay. quite a bit. And so that's been helpful just to keep communication with everybody, even if they're not coming in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we also do... Uh, every day we have a post at least on Facebook and then, you know, some more in-depth information every once in a while. So we try to keep, keep everybody updated through those kind of sources. You know, and that's great. And we have like so many ways to communicate these days, like so many platforms and like communication should not be a problem anymore. It still is, but it, sh it should be less of a problem, you know, with your social media and the email, uh, we'll just call it email marketing. Do you have any cadence to it or any like theme, even with the, let's go social media first, any theme to your posts, like educational or like highlighting the equipment or highlighting a member or anything along those lines? Yep. We've done a, we've done a lot of that. Um, okay. We actually have an achievement program for our members. Mm -hmm. So when they hit 50 visits, they get a free t-shirt and then we have a little keychain that has tags That's cool. and every 50 visits, you know, 100, 150, then they get a new tag. Okay. And then we take a picture of them with their new achievement and post it on social media. And so that's been kind of a invigorating um, way to go a long way. Engaged. It goes a long way. People love that. And like, you know, I remember taking a bunch of pictures of clients doing a squat or a kettlebell swing and like it becomes their profile picture, profile picture on any channel, which then is just another way. I think uh, it's brand awareness, which I think is like our best, lead lead generator if you will so yeah i love that danielle with the email side of things is there any cadence to it is it like a weekly email or say i miss i don't sign in for a week is there an email or text that goes out at that point there is a an automated one that goes out and just says we miss you yep. and so i think people really um the response that we've got back that you know is hey i'm doing this or this or this and i'll be back next week Right. And so that's great because it just reminds them that we're still there and still yeah. Yeah. wanting to see them. Yeah. I think it shows we care. Have We have some conviction and like, you know, it's authentic what we're doing. We're trying to help, you know? So yeah, I think that stuff's all great for retention, for engagement, which we need because hard enough getting people in the door, want to keep them for as long as possible once we do get them. So with all that being said, let's manifest some goals. I like to, I like to put goals out there and then like take action, right? 
not rely on fate, but take action so we can accomplish these things. So next, let's go next 12 months. So next year, Bakerview Fitness Center. What is today? May 23rd, 2022. Where are we at May 23rd, 2023? Well, definitely we would love to have more members. Okay. And I would definitely love to have um, some trainers or some yoga instructors. Um, I also thought that line dancing and some of these other, yeah. Yeah. you know, aerobic type classes would be yeah. really fun. Uh, Zumba, Zumba Gold, and just really reaching the whole spectrum of age groups yeah. that we have. For sure. I think those would be great additions. I have never heard of Zumba Gold. What is that? Just like Zumba, Zumba Plus? More Zumba? Zumba mature Zumba. Oh, I like <laughs> it. I've never heard of it. I used yeah. to have a Zumba studio right next to me. I guess it was, I never, I've never, so that's cool to hear. Yeah, and I think obviously class is a great addition, another revenue stream, another service. Is your current uh, brick and mortar space, Danielle, able to do classes or are there ways for you to expand within, within that space if you need to, or would you have to move for that? So currently our space is big enough for smaller classes. We can, um, right now we have the machine spaced out the whole entire length of the facility. But as we get through what, you know, through some of this pandemic issues, we can scoot those machines closer together and then have some space that we can uh, open space for, for classes. I lost you for a second. I apologize. We, we blanked out there. So yeah, let's go back for like a minute. Um, is the space you have currently now able to do these classes in your space or would you have to expand or move things around or, or move in general? What does that space look like? to do these classes. Right, we do have a big open space. And so I would be able to, after the pandemic issues are kind yeah. of cleared up, able to move those machines closer together and create an open yeah. space for those classes. Yeah, that'd be very cool. And again, I think a great feature. And hopefully people like getting back here to classes soon and uh, you know, have, doing fitness with friends, basically. I think it's, I love classes myself, the energy, the experience, like the shared suffering, I mean that in the best way possible, I think is awesome. And uh, again, just a great product that we, you know, that we provide. So uh, Danielle, I think it's an awesome place to wrap this up. Um, where can the listeners check you out? Your website, social media, all that good stuff. Where can we follow along Bakerview Fitness and see what you guys have going on? Yes, we're on Bakerview Fitness Center on Facebook and Instagram and Bakerview Center at, uh, our website is Bakerview Center Fitness Center as well. Beautiful. Awesome. Appreciate you coming on today, getting up early for us and sharing your story, Danielle. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you, Austin. Got it. Listeners, we appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Daveril Williamson from Touch of Sleep, Sleep Boxing Gym in Inglewood, Colorado. Welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. We're really excited to have you here, Daveril. Now, you know, I always like to start out by thanking you, first of all, for taking time out of your busy day-to-day -to, -day to be here and give back to the fitness community a little bit. So thank you. Um, before we kind of dive into your business and how you run things, 
Um, tell us a little story about what it was that got you started in the business of owning your own boxing gym. I, uh, I began the boxing gym uh, kind of like simultaneously as I was in my career. Uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, I would teach boxing to people who kind of wanted to learn boxing. And you know, I, I did this for a number of years. And when I kind of saw my career um, doing, doing going away, I said, hey, I can pick this up more of a full-time base because I have put a foundation in there. And as, okay. and as I'm going up the ladder or down the ladder or up the ladder, I'm building relationships and you know people get a chance to watch me on Saturday and Sundays. And then three weeks from now or a month from now, they watch me box on ESPN or HBO or Showtime. Or they say, wow, he's the same guy boxing. He's the same guy who's teaching us you know, some of the drills. And I kind of like fell in love with it. Like I really enjoy uh, my job. I really enjoy uh, teaching boxing to kids, to to adults, to, to even seniors. Uh, some kids that that have um, some um, some issues in terms of issues like some some um, maybe some of them have Down syndrome. You know, some of them have other things that, that, that get away. Some of our our adults uh, um, has Parkinson's. You know, it just depends on, you know, what that individual, what that person wants, male, female, child, young, old. You know, I feel like Santa Claus a little bit so that you know, I, I service everyone from, from three to 93. Absolutely. I think that that's what makes this so special is, you know, something that really touched your life, which was, you know, boxing and health and fitness. You're able to kind of take that passion and the thing that helped, you know, mold you and, you know, help provide other people with that piece of fitness or that, that touch of boxing that's going to help change their life. Um, and that's really, really special. So now you run your own facility, you run touch of sleep boxing, Jim, tell us a little bit about what kind of service you're providing there at your facility. Are you doing group classes? Are you doing personal training? Are you doing one-on-one, -on -one, you know, Tell us a little bit about that. We're doing, um, always I use someone like Chant Bailey, a, uh, Chant Bailey, a football player, Hall of Famer, a, a Peyton Manning, a football player. Like, it's like you get a chance to be um, up close and personal with someone who's done their job and one of the best who's ever done their job at their position. I feel that you know, I'm one of the best who's ever done uh, my job and my position, and and uh, I had a chance to directly uh, interact with a person up close and personal with a person who wanted to know kind of like what it, what it is, how to throw a jab, you know, whether it's weight loss or just the skill set of the boxing gym, or just as we're talking about some of my fights I've had, and you kind of wondering what was going on in your mind during that time, or uh, what you know what were you thinking about when you hit the guy with a body shot, you know. It, it, it's it's kind of like all kind of like uh, come, it all kind of comes together in, in a fine tune machine with my experience and me articulating those experiences and trying to get you to get uh, body toning. Well, maybe you're getting made for a wedding. Maybe you just had a baby and you want to lose uh, some of the baby fat. Maybe you are a guy who does. Um, I'm like, maybe you do uh, lacrosse or you're a guy who does soccer or he does basketball or football. And this is kind of like your cross training. Swim, I got people who do um, marathons or run with, run with donkeys, uh, just, different, just different people, all walks of life, who want to get better at their craft. And it's kind of cool. But sometimes people don't play sports at all. They just want to be uh, better for grad school you know, be better in the business world because of, because of boxing. Yeah, I got it. So you're like really working with the general population here and you're helping, you know, anybody, no matter what walk of life that they come from, you're able to help them within your facility. Now you guys do boxing. Do you offer anything outside of boxing? Do you guys do conditioning classes? Do you do strength classes? Or is it just your normal kind of boxing class that you, or I mean, semi-private, like small group, um, is it just boxing or do you offer other kind of services there? Yeah, 
we, we, we offer um, the boxing part. And in the boxing part, you have the conditioning, you have the treadmill, you have suicides. We have a little small weight room that we incorporate the weights or strength training. And that part, we have different things we use against the wall, different balls or heavy balls to over our head or to, you know, pass behind our back. Uh, so we, it's kind of like, it's kind of like all comes together and you say, hey, doing these sit-ups, doing these suicides, doing these focus miss, doing these ball throws, you kind of come together in a final two machine to be the best boxer you could be, whether, you know, child, you know, grandparent, um, you know, uh, young adult, kid. I, I think that, you know, I think that we, we have a nice package that will help that person become the best person they could be in the sport of boxing. So the programs that you have are really developed around, you know, helping each individual excel at boxing, you know, be the best boxer that they can be. And that's great. Uh, I love to hear that, you know, you're, you're trying to provide as much value as you can to, to your members. So talk to us a little bit about the memberships that you have. Is it one set membership that you sell or do you sell multiple different kinds of memberships, um, you know, to your consumer? We, as I mentioned before, we did have a group class session, but normally we do, um, to my fighters, it's kind of like a monthly membership because they take a little ownership into the business. They probably pay the lease because they'll help vacuum or clean up or spray stuff there and equipment down or the bathrooms or do it once over here, once over there, you know, and make them have uh, a direct uh, correlation to the, to the business part, but also the, because they have some, some skin in the game. And so that we, ha we have that, we have mostly semi-private and private, private lessons. Um, and it's just like one-on-one -on -one or three-on-one or four-on-one, you know what I mean? And we try to like, sometimes I I'm lucky enough to have another coach, Coach Kenny, Will, will help me, you know, teach you know, four or five people. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> you know, I guess my question for you now is you have how many members within the facility and, you know, what methods are you using to kind of increase that membership count? Like, are you doing any sort of marketing or is your business most, mostly word of mouth right now? That's all it's always been word of mouth. Sometimes there'll be something comes out in some sort of print, uh, newspaper, or magazine, but it's really word of mouth because I really want my clientele to kind of like to be, I want to be brief about what we do here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to come here and right. come here like you haven't had any experience or, you know, you come here and, and we use the word naked in a sense because you don't have any, you don't have any knowledge. I want somebody to tell them Exactly what we do here. You're gonna run. You can do sit-ups. You can do this. You can do that. And all the things you really want to accomplish to help you a better, a better cyclist, a better uh, person that runs marathons, a better person that does lacrosse. Just depending on what you want to do. I'm hoping that this boxing experience will help you get better for it. Even just, uh, uh, let's say, a professional person that's at the computer, and your boss is asking you to email, to call back to uh, set up a disappointment this meeting and to um, and get this stuff done from the, the custodians to get this light fixed or, I mean, and, and you're not so overwhelmed. Yeah, you're teaching them like that sense of discipline, right? That they need to be able to excel with whatever their career is. Even if they're a stay-at-home parent, you're teaching them that level of discipline that they need to be able to, you know, push through those mentally tough moments in their life exactly you know if you if you really want some help to do something find a busy person to do it i mean like i i you know, say well i'm gonna call you no know, i'm gonna call my buddy john or bob because he's not really doing anything nah that's not what i want to call i want to call somebody who's already in the in, in the business and the flow of things because that person's gonna find time to do it and get it done and say hey you got me for a half hour i can help you be ready I can help you from 12.30 to 1.10. 12.30 to 1.10, 
let's you know let's work and get this couch out of here. Let's let's paint this wall. Let's remove this furniture. Let's do something. Get it done. Okay, boom. I'm gone. I'm going to work. I gotta go. You mean? Um, I'll talk to you the next time. But sometimes you see someone just kind of like just like lingering around, just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm uh, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do this. You know, that's kind of the person I really want to gravitate to because I want the person who's busy getting things done and accomplishing accomplishing goals throughout the day. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, yeah. I think what you're saying is valid. And I think, you know, that's why we love word of mouth within this industry because the customer that we already have, that we take care of on a day-to-day -day basis, they already know what our expectation is. And then they go out into real life and unknowingly they kind of work for us by talking to their friends about us. And then that's how we grow. And that's great because our, our members, like I said, already know that expectation. So they're going to set that forth for their friend. And then that way you're getting the clientele that you need in your facility to be able to see real growth and to be able to see, you know, things run smoothly the way that you want. But I also kind of want to challenge that because I think that while word of mouth is great, it's not a way that we can grow, uh, that we can pace. Like we can't count how quickly, you know, we can't control how quickly we're getting in new members through word of mouth. And we also can't slow it down. So that, I guess that brings me to the point of, you know, are you looking to grow membership within your gym? Do you want more members or are you steady and okay with where you're at? I am, um, I, I could use a few moments. Remember, I'm doing this pretty much by myself. So right. I don't want to write up more like a shoe. I, don't wanna, I have five children. I have a wife. So I have to be home and I have to be where I want to see, see these guys and spend time with those guys my kids as well. So I don't want to be so committed to the job that I, I can't get away. I got I to be able to get away. I got to be able to get away, uh, whether we want to do something for the weekend. So, um, you know, I could use a few more members, but I can't tell you that I need 100 more members. No, I do not. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, the goal doesn't always have to be to grow in terms of members. And it sounds like right now, because you're doing this on your own, you know, it's hard to think about that idea of growth because you have a family, you have a life outside of the gym. You know, is it, do you have a staff on board or is it solely just you right now? It's, it's pretty much solely me right now. Solely wow. Me. I, have, I have some guys who will pitch in. Um, right. You know, I, I, I can't really say, hey, when that time is, and then some other people will, will, will want to come work out and they work out. Their, their, their clientele, and, I, and that's kind of cool too. So sometimes you get help there, but I, I, you know, it's not consistent. It just, you know, hey, I get a text, hey man, you know, are you guys in the gym? Are you guys open? You know, I want to come out. Yeah, it's it's hard, you know, if you don't have like a staff on board and you don't have somebody that you know you can rely on, um, you know, that's difficult. So is you know, is it your goal to stay working in the gym? you know, long-term, or would you like to get to a point where you could have somebody, you know, running it for you while you're not there? Well, at times, but I really love my job. Of course. That's why you're, that's why you're here. That's why you're doing it. So, so, I mean, like, I can't tell you that, you know, like, you know, you'll hear people because I'm, you know, I'm 53 now. Um, so I know that I'm, I'm, I'm getting up, I'll be 54 in a couple months. So, but I, I feel wrapped up, man. I feel... Man, I feel like I'm going. I don't honestly, I don't feel 20, but I still don't feel 50 either. And and I, you know, like you know, I have a commitment with you know, the, the, you know, paying you know, paying bills. That I say, hey, I want to do this. Um, I really enjoy doing it. I have people here going to the gym who are well into their 70s and they go to work every day, 70s, and, and they're happy. I mean, it, it looks like they don't have to. They're okay. They they they. they Invested money well, they, they're doing okay, doing really well, but they really enjoy the job. Whether it's a lawyer or a doctor, they really enjoy going to work. And I feel the same way. I, I don't know what I would do if I wouldn't come to work. I don't, you know, at, at home, walk the dog, walk the park. What? I don't really bowl or fish or hunt. Or I mean, you know, I don't, I don't have a, a backgammon or bridge partner or card game. So I'm trying to. Figure, figure that out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. I mean, at the end of the day, you got into this business of owning your own gym because it's something that you were passionate about. And right now, that passion, you know, is still leading you. You're not ready to get out of, you know, training people and being there as a light for people and helping them find their health and fitness. I just was kind of, that's why I asked is like long-term, you know, long-term for you, where would you like to see touch of sleep boxing gym? Like, you know, maybe let's say 10 years down the road, where would you like to see this go? I'd like to, you know, create a person, guy, girl, they can kind of do some 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 similar things, like some things I do, and they keep the, the name going and keep the, the gym going and keep the business because you know, it has its um its brand and its label, and I would like I like I like to have that. Um, so uh, I'm I'm just, I'm just excited, you know. If I could, if I could do, that, I would like to see that. I like to see I like to have another understudy or two. Maybe I can maybe get away at times. Maybe I can go somewhere for a week and it's still in place or go somewhere for you know, two weeks, come back and everything is still in, still in place. Yeah, I think, you know, an interesting thought could be, you know, bringing people on board that that way, you know, you're still working in the business as much as it, your, you know, your schedule allows you to. Um, but having people there so that, you know, when you do want to go step away and spend time with your wife or spend time with your kids, you know, you can. Um, and that's, that's what's hard about being a business owner. I mean, growing up, growing up, my dad, he owned a business and I felt like he was always working on the business and not really ever able to like take time to go, you know, out of town with the family or something like that. So having people on board so that you can go have that time with your family, definitely something to look forward to, you know, in the future. Awesome. Awesome. So I think, you know, the last kind of piece that I want to discuss here, Devera, is what would you say is kind of your biggest challenge within the business side of things? Because I think this is where our listeners can pull a lot of value because I guarantee you there's somebody that's listening to this show that probably, you know, has faced or is facing the same kind of challenge or bottleneck as you in your business. I guess the biggest thing is you be like more Consistency with, 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 with sometimes you know, people who come in, uh, who helps out or who, who utilize the, the facilities well. Uh, I like to have a better schedule there. Uh, you know, like, like I said, I, I, I certainly can service you know, a few more people. Um, I, I think that um, you know, just you know, just like we're open from 5 a.m. to pretty much 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday, and then Fridays a little bit, 5 a.m., something like 5.30 on Fridays. Saturdays, we start at 7 o'clock, it goes about 7.12. On Sunday, we start at 8 a.m. and go from 8 a.m. to 11. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're, we're still, you know, we have, we're open every day, but not all day. And I just, I just like to see um, those, those times a little bit more fuller in those hours of operation. Yeah, yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying there. And that's definitely something that a lot of people, you know, are probably on the same boat as you. You know, other people are probably struggling with that. What are you kind of doing to combat that issue? What are you doing to kind of overcome that? Um, I think um, just reminding clients that here that I'm available. Sometimes I, I, I want new clients, but I don't want to take away from someone who's already been here that time to, to kind of like, to like um, get the, the, new, the newest client coming aboard. I kind of like want to give them their window time so I can bring them around. And I'm not holding this, this group back because bringing more people in, you know, just trying to like, it's, it's a, it's a constant, you know, feel like a circus because it's a constant balancing that, you know. Uh, you know so, um. I think that this entire business is honestly a balancing act. Uh, gym ownership is 
tough, no matter like what kind of gym that you own, it is a balancing act. And the entire business is a balancing act and trying to figure out what works one week, it might not work the next week. And so it's just a kind of a huge game of trial and error. Um, and, you know, I appreciate you opening up about that for us today, Devero. I like to kind of end things on a note where I'll have you give a word of advice that somebody has given you along the way um, that has really resonated with you as a business owner. Advice I've been given. I'm here consistency. Details, details, and more details. I want to take in the details. I want to make sure that my clients, you know, I want to beat them here. I don't want, I don't want them to beat me here to the gym. I want to be here with the, with the lights on, you know, so, um, the water machine ready, um, you know, just ready to receive them and give them their best, their, their, their best workout. Be upbeat, uh, uh, encouraging, um, you know, like, but also firm, firm encouragement. Um, I, I think that uh, the consistency has been the key. Consistency uh, of, of being here, being on time. And ready to work. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting point that you kind of bring up um, because within this business, it's it's so important to be consistent. And you know, you you mentioned little things like you know being there on time and making sure that the lights are turned on for your members. Little things like that, that consistency of making sure that you're always there, accomplishing those things for your members. That's what's going to get people to stick around long term. You know, when gyms are constantly changing things and there's no consistency, that's when people start to get frustrated and go elsewhere. The attention to detail, like you said, and, you know, the consistency in the little things and in the big things, that's what's going to pay off long term. So thank you for sharing that with us. Where can we find you guys on social media if we want to check out, you know, the gym? I'm pretty sure that I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my, my website is tosboxing.com. Um, we're here in Inglewood. You know, I think you'll find all the information you need to find by logging into my website, tosboxing.com. We'll get you to wherever you need. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us today, Deveral. And, um, you know, thank you again for being here, taking time out of your busy day. For our listener, thank you guys as well. You know, I hope you were able to pull some value from listening to DeVarel's Touch of Sleep Boxing Gym story. Um, if you guys want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to stay, uh, you know, join us for a future episode, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.